Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. If you're ready to rock with that spring project with some new windows, new doors, you need to get with my people at Pella. You've got a couple directions you can go to get started. You can schedule a free in-home consultation where you're going to get a Pella expert out to sit down with you, look at your home, and they're going to be able to put together a Bill Self, Greg McDermott, Jay Wright, Coach K, Mark View S game plan for you that fits your budget, your wants, and your needs. Or you can head out to their showroom. That's another option as well. they got showrooms with Pella in Lincoln and in Omaha. Great place to start as well. Get started on your spring projects with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Runza. You know what goes great with March Madness? Runza. Get you some delicious runs of food, park it on the couch, watch some NCAA tournament games. Man, that's a unbelievable combination right there. You know, Runza is always the number one seed in any bracket, let's be honest. But if I were seeding Runza menu items, these would be my four number one seeds at Runza. Number one seed, Cheese Runza, just an original, great, fantastic goodie. Love it. Number one seed, Southwest Chicken Salad, my favorite salad on the menu. Love it. Number one seed, good old double cheeseburger with ketchup only to pay respect to my 10-year-old self, the 10-year-old Nick Bob that just wanted ketchup only. And of course, number one seed, large order of the best French fries on the planet. There you go. My top four runs of menu items, all number one seeds. So complete your March Madness viewing experience and get to Runza and taste all the deliciousness of Runza. Runza makes it all better. All right, South Region NCAA Tournament preview time. Uh, in this South Region, you got the best team that I've seen in person in this region. That's the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, I, I can't wait to get into what I see with them in this region. But before we do that, got some historic Ken Palm numbers to keep in mind before we dive into picking each game because that's what we're about to do. I remember talking about this last year, and this isn't a new thing. This is something that's been talked about as the years of kind of data and, and trends have have stockpiled on each other. But I kind of need a refresher on all the numbers. And, and so a lot of this number crunching was done by my good friend John Bishop of Unsportsmanlike Conduct on 1620 and the play-by-play voice of the Creighton Blue Jays. But chew on some of this stuff. So every national champion since 2002 has been a top 25 Ken Palm defensively ranked team. Now, it was top 20 Ken Palm defensive team. That was the cutoff. But Baylor was 22nd last year. So it's, it's, pretty still, it's still pretty damn close to what it was. But nevertheless, it's in that neighborhood. And then all but one national champion since 2002 has been a Ken Palm top 20 offensive efficiency team. UConn is the one team, uh, the one exception. They won it in 2014, and their offense was ranked 39th. But their defense was ranked 10th, so there, there was some balance to, to their team, and they were really good on that end of the floor. But I bring those, those 20 years of, of numbers up, the 20 years of data and trends, to help us somewhat kind of narrow the gap of who is, historically speaking, a team that kind of fits that criteria of a national champion caliber team. And... The only teams in the entire field, in the entire NCAA tournament, that are top 20 in both Ken Palm offense and defense are Arizona, Gonzaga, Houston, Baylor, and UCLA. That's it. And then there, just on the outside looking and just barely missing the cut, you got Kansas, Auburn, Kentucky, Villanova, and Illinois. So historically speaking, with two decades of Ken Palm analytical data and trends and all that, your national champion is in that group of for sure five teams, the first one I, I named, 
UCLA, Baylor, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Houston, or potentially if you expand it out a little bit more from the other crop of five teams, you'd throw them in there, Villanova, Kansas, Kentucky, Auburn, and Illinois. So in this region, in the South region, you got two for sure and maybe four teams that would fit that trend. Arizona, Houston, Villanova, and Illinois. Just food for thought. Again, not saying I always abide by it. And again, this is for the national champion, not just winning a regional and, and, or getting to the Elite Eight and getting to the Final Four. This is for national champion. But certainly something to keep in mind as you fill out your bracket kind of all the way through. Good way to start each region with that, that reminder. But man, this is a loaded region. Talk, talk about the, the trend of, of these teams. I mean, the top four seeds are excellent. Arizona, the one seed. Two seed, Nova. Three seed, Tennessee. Four seed, Illinois. I told you how much I love Arizona. Best team I've seen in person this year. Villanova's Villanova. Experienced elite great guard play. Tennessee's probably got screwed out of getting a two seed after winning the SEC Conference Tournament title. And Illinois is, I mean, they're probably one of the five best teams I've seen in person this year as well. So it's a really, really, really tough region. Now, what's odd is somehow Arizona, Arizona's played two of the teams in this bracket at the top. It's kind of interesting. Arizona did lose. They lost at Tennessee, and then they won at Illinois, which is the, the one time I saw Arizona in person. I called that game on Fox at Illinois. It's kind of interesting how that kind of shook out. But Okay, here we go. South region, let's dive into it, picking every single game. Here we go. One seed, Arizona, 16 seed, Wright State, or Bryant playing game. I don't care if it's Wright State, Wolf B State, Arby's Tech. It doesn't matter. Arizona's winning big. 8-9 game. 8 seed Seton Hall, 9 seed TCU. Seton Hall, out of the Big East, team that I've seen a handful of times. I mean, they're pretty banged up at the point guard spot. They lost Bryce Aiken mid-year to a concussion. Um, they've been playing a converted point guard in Kadari Richmond, a Syracuse transfer there. He's been nursing kind of a bad thumb, but he's playing and is a pretty darn good player. He's a matchup problem. He's six foot six and long. He can play. He posts up little guards. He's, he's a tough guy to handle. And in general, Seton Hall's size is impressive. They're the fifth, they're the fifth tallest team in all of college basketball. And they got great wings in Jared Roden in particular and Miles Kale. And they got a really, really good shot blocker in seven foot two, Ike Obiagu. You look at TCU, they're playing great basketball right now. But TCU turns the ball over quite a bit, and that's a concern. They rank 336th in turnover percentage. I think Seton Hall, they got such a good shot blocker behind them that they can get active and get aggressive on attacking the ball handlers. And I think that turnover percentage is going to catch up to them. So I think it's a close game, but I'm going to ride with Seton Hall over TCU. Five seed Houston, 12 seed UAB. Jelly Walker for UAB is an excellent guard to keep an eye on. He's, uh, eye on. He's excellent off the dribble, shooting threes. One of those dudes gets a ball screen, will will rip it from twenty five feet. He's an excited, exciting player if he gets hot. But I don't know, man. It's Houston's a tough team for me. Like we just said, how they fit the criteria of those Ken Palm historical trends of top twenty offense, top twenty defense. But I don't know what to do with them when you look at the rest of their metrics. They're they're fourth in Ken Palm, really impressive overall. They're third in the net, but they're a five seed. Think about that. Fourth Ken Palm, three in the net, but they're a five seed. And that's largely because they just have one quadrant one win. Just one. So it's it's a hard team to kind of make sense of metric-wise. There's a part of me that kind of wants to take UAB, 
but I just can't quite pull the trigger because I'm going to side with some of that historical data that I just laid out, and Calvin Sampson can really coach. And they do have some returning players from a Final Final Four a year ago, so I'm going to take Houston, but Houston's a weird team to kind of size up. Really weird team. Four-seed Illinois, 13-seed Chattanooga. Illinois is tough, man. Haven't seen them in person. They're impressive. Kofi Coburn is a monster inside. Trent Frazier is one of the most underrated players in the country. There's a, there's a reason they were the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament and split the regular season title in the Big Ten. They're really good. I like Illinois a lot. Six seed Colorado State, 11 seed Michigan. Michigan's another team that I've seen in person just one time. Um, Saw him at Purdue. Even though they lost, I kind of walked away impressed. Mainly because I think Hunter Dickerson is a whale of a player. I think he's a really good player. And I love David Roddy for Colorado State. He lit Creighton up earlier this year and is a really, really good player. But I do think they can slide. Michigan can slide Musa Diabate over and, and have him guard David Roddy, and then if David Roddy has to guard Hunter Dickinson on the other end, that's a problem. And if you send double teams at Hunter Dickinson, he's an outstanding passer. I think it's a tough matchup for Colorado State, and I think Dickinson's going to be a difference in this game. There just aren't too many players that can do what Hunter Dickinson does. He's seven foot one. He's a great post scorer. He's a great post passer. He's expanded his game to be able to shoot threes. I think he'll be the best player on the floor, and I got Michigan winning that game. Three seed, Tennessee, 14 seed, Longwood. Tennessee's an elite defensive team, number third ranked defense in the country, according to Ken Palm. They'll suffocate Longwood. Tennessee wins. This is a really interesting game. Number seven seed, Ohio State, 10 seed, Loyola, Chicago. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Now, I've seen Ohio State two times in person this year. Once at Ohio State, they beat Penn State. And then once in Lincoln when they they battled the Huskers in overtime. What? Thought they were pretty good in, in both games, but they've kind of struggled down the stretch here. But here's how I see this game. This is a big, big spot for a young first-year head coach in Denzel Valentine. The dude is is doesn't have a lot of experience. He's been impressive, but this is a big spot for a young coach. And you know, with Loyola Chicago, they're kind of, you know, with Sister Jean and the runs they've made. They beat Illinois last year. They made the Final Four run a couple of years ago. They've kind of become, uh, you know, in America's dar- the tourney darlings for the public. And while Loyola Chicago has a lot of the same core guys, they don't have what I felt like was their most important player, and that's Cameron Crutwig, who's no longer on the team, graduated. So because of that, he's their big guy. He was versatile. I thought he was the guy that kicked Kofi Coburn's ass last year and was the difference in the game in the NCAA tournament. They don't have him, and I think the physicality of EJ Liddell and Zed Key is going to be too much. So 
I'm going to take Ohio State. I think Chris Holtman's a good coach. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'll take the Buckeyes. Number two-seeded Villanova, Wildcats taking on 15-seed Delaware. Nova wins big. Enough said. Let's get to the second round. Second round, here we go. Number one seed, Arizona. Number eight seeded, Seton Hall Pirates. I told you Seton Hall has got excellent size. They're the fifth tallest team in college basketball. Well, Arizona happens to be the second tallest team in college basketball. Arizona's incredible. I mean, just wow you on film, wow you on person. They got size, they got skill, they got athleticism, they got confidence. Tommy Lloyd's done a great job coaching them. Ben Matherin is an incredible player on the wing. I think he's a top 10 pick in the NBA. Christian Coloco's maybe the most long, versatile shot blocker in the country. I just, I love this team. I got Arizona winning and winning pretty big over Seton Hall. Four seed, Illinois. Five seed, Houston. Listen, all year long, I've been a believer in Illinois. I, I, I like their path to get to the second weekend. I felt like they're a second weekend Sweet 16 team all year. I think the combination of Kofi Coburn inside with Trent Frazier on the perimeter is a great a great one-two punch. Andre Curbelo is back running the point. Uh, but the name to remember to, to, for you guys is Alfonso Plummer for Illinois. He's one of the best shooters in the country. He's got a lightning quick release, and he's the kind of player that could make six, seven, eight threes in a game. Because once he gets one to go down, look out, he's hunting. I like Illinois to beat Houston and get to the second weekend of the tournament. Three seed Tennessee, 11 seed Michigan. You know, sometimes you got to have fun with your bracket and take a big swing. And I realize that picking Michigan in, is not the biggest swing in the world, but I'm going to take a swing here and I'm going to go with Michigan. And it, I get that everyone is really hot on Tennessee, and I hear you on all the people that are really banging the drum for the for the Vols after they won the SEC tourney. But I just think Hunter Dickinson, guys, is a really is a problem. I just think he is a he has a huge first weekend for Michigan. He's expanded his game, and I think his presence is going to be the difference in this game. It's going to be a really close game. Again, that Tennessee defense is real, and I hate to pick against Rick Barnes and, and the Vols, but I'm going to go with the upset here, and I'm going to take the 11-seeded Michigan Wolverines over Tennessee and get into the Sweet 16. Two-seeded Villanova, seven-seed Ohio State. I like Villanova a lot in this spot. Villanova's such a tough team to deal with. They basically play five guards at times when they take Eric Dixon off the floor, which is just incredibly tough to guard. They all can shoot. They all space the floor. They'll post their point guard, Colin Gillespie. He's really good in there. They're, they are extremely three-ball reliant, but they're pretty good three-point shooters, and they take a lot of the right threes. They're really athletic. I think Villanova is going to be too much for Ohio State. I got Villanova winning this game. So then in the Sweet 16, you got some some juicy matchups here. You got number one, Arizona, number four, Illinois. It's a rematch of the game that I told you I did on TV at Illinois. It's the best game I called all year. Two great teams. And in that game, Ben Matherin was the best player on the floor. And I think that's going to be the case again. Plus, the thing that that I you didn't realize at the time, and then you did after watching it, and then it's proven to be true afterwards, is Arizona's got the size and the length with Coloco to guard and bother Kofi Coburn. And they bring Umar Balo off the bench, who's who's tall and long, and Tubelis roams and is is good at that power forward spot. So I like Arizona to beat Illinois again and get their way to the regional final. The Elite Eight, they're punching their way there. Number two, Villanova. Number 11, Michigan. Villanova's small ball versus potentially Hunter Dickinson in size with his size is going to be fascinating. 
I think the guard play is ultimately going to be the difference in this game, though. The two-man combination of Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore, I think this is vastly superior to Eli Brooks and Devontae Jones. Nova's just so steady. I tell you what, being in, I was in Madison Square Garden at the Big East Tournament all last weekend. Watching Villanova in person, I'm always just so struck at their body language on the floor, collectively. Not just one guy, but everybody that's on the floor wearing a Villanova jersey. It's just excellent. It's mature. It's grown up. Great communication. They play with fire and emotion, but it's always controlled. They just don't get rattled. They don't. And... I just I think Villanova's a really, really tough team to beat. So I'm going to go with Villanova to win this game, which sets up Elite Eight South Regional Final. Pretty good game here. Number one seed, Arizona. Two seed, Villanova. Big boy, big time, get your popcorn ready type of game for this one. If there's – you look at Villanova, if there's a, an area or two of weakness for, for Villanova, it's their size, right? There aren't They aren't a big team. You know, they're – their one big guy is Eric Dixon, and he's more of like a little bowling ball than he is a true big, which is tough matching up with Arizona because, like I told you a second ago, Arizona's the second tallest team in the country. And then depth for Villanova. They don't play a lot of guys. They don't play a lot of guys. And Arizona's got excellent depth. Dalen Terry, Pella Larson, Justin Kyer, Chabellis, Coloco, Balo, Kirk Creesa, Ben Matherin. Like, they, they are loaded, man. Now, I will say, I got to mention the the – the ankle situation for Kirk Creasa. He's their starting point guard. He's kind of a wild card. Kirk Creasa is one of those guys that like <laughs> he he's he's got he plays with a serious like fu swagger, and he's he is going to take some no 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 what the hell is that shots and make them. But he's also going to make some plays that you are just forehead slapping and going what on earth is the deal with that decision? He's kind of the wild card for them, but they need him. They they need he's made big plays and big shots and big games all year for them. They need him. So he's he's this erratic guy that they kind of need. So it's a weird deal. But I just I love Arizona. Again, the best team I've seen all year is Arizona. Ben Matherin is just an incredible wing, can shoot it, play above the rim. Tabellis is such a great four man. He can run, he's mobile, he's skilled, he can pass. Christian Coloco is gonna make Everything hard at the rim. Dalen Terry at six foot seven. He's he can guard bigger guys. He can guard guards. He's a great passer. He's he's the best glue guy in the country. And even though I love Villanova, I love the way they go about doing things. And I love Jay Wright. And Colin Gillespie is a guy that Jay Wright has said that he's the best leader he's ever coached. And that's saying something when you can think about Josh Hart and Ryan Archidiakno and Jalen Brunson. He's saying Colin Gillespie is the best leader he's ever had. So it's hard to pick against Villanova, but I just think Arizona's the real deal, man. I think Arizona is the better team. So I got Arizona beating Villanova, and I got Arizona winning the South region and going to the Final Four. Ahura Media Production.